friends. Welcome back to Live at the Roxy on this Wednesday, World Girl Wednesday. What? April 14th, as we are here live to break down all the things, including the most important thing on the planet, because family is everything. Family. F is for family. Yes, we're talking about Fast 9. The Fast 9 trailer, or trailer number two for F9, came out, and uh, God, I love the Fast and Furious movies. Fast and Furious 9 looks like it will be no different, which I'm here for, and this trailer was bonkers, just as you would expect, so we are going to be breaking that down. Plus, I want to talk about, as a few of you guys have tagged me in this, like, hey, what's going on here? So, I will explain to the best of my ability as I am not a bachelor expert, but I am your guy's resident bachelor expert. Colton Underwood, who was a previous bachelor, first bachelorette contestant, and then bachelor, uh, the person who was with Cassie. And then there was a lot of tumultuousness and issues that uh, came up in their relationship. He has officially, uh, oh God, am I, am I, guys, tell me that I'm frozen. Because it looks like I'm frozen. Am I frozen for you guys? Why is that? Why is that continuing to happen? Am I frozen for you? Let me know. Can you hear me? I will be just so frustrated with. I don't know why this is happening. Ever since I got the Skype thing for SEN, my thing freezes. You guys tell me. Yeah, you're fr I'm frozen, but my audio is good. All right, let me leave and come back. I'm going to put my brand up. I'll be right back. Don't you worry. It will be less than a second. I'll be back in a jiffy. Here we go. All right, y'all. I am back. And you will be able to see me in three, two. Dun, 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 dun. So it's nothing to do with my internet. My shit is just glitchy because it will just freeze, but you can still hear me. I don't know what, don't know what that's about. Colton Underwood though, the point being that he came out on Good Morning America today. He has said he is gay. And so we will be uh, talking about that and why it is such a big deal or seemingly such a big deal on in the internet community. Plus there were some disturbing Boston updates that I kept seeing on my phone. You know how Twitter does shit for you specifically. Twitter has been always tells me what's going on in Boston. And there are a couple of different Boston stories that I was reading, just cringing about the first one being that apparently the Boston police union president was an alleged child molester for years gross. And we'll talk about that. And then also apparently there is only going to be when schools are returning, when elementary school and middle schools are returning in Boston to being in person on April 26th, only 35% of the Asian American public school students are going to be returning. And there is a really bothersome reason why. So we will be talking about that also. Plus any questions, comments, concerns, etc from what y'all are talking about or what you guys want me to talk about or what I am talking about, just let me know. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, super chat in, all that great stuff. Thank you for everybody who is joining me here today. Y'all know I like to do this sometimes for the early birds because y'all catch the shout outs. Early birds catch the shout outs. George Pruitt, Glenn Caesar, Brittany Parker, Jake Yacoveta, Andrew Thomas, Manny Gonzalez, John Bainbridge, Silo Bonino, John Get Bent, Cena Bigelow, 
ZB, Lauren, that's my name saying one minute as I was running a wee bit late. Believe my girl, Brandy, Ryan, Payne, all of the people in here. Thank you guys so much for joining me live. Bruce Banner, Channels. Yeah, Hitman Hudson, Joseph Ashley, Mark Jason Ali, just giving shout outs wherever I see them to Intelligence Cycle, Thunder God Cairo, 770, that's what's up. Thank you all for joining me here today live with Roxy. All right, so let's start with Streamlabs as we make our through, way through this episode. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Support has been in the toilet via Streamlabs recently, so hopefully we change that soon. Yeah, yeah. Although I know you guys are struggling too, so it's, everybody's on the struggle bus these days. Our very first Super Chat for the day came through from our boy Lloyd Nance. We love Lloyd. He was our first Super Chatter ever. Lloyd's just the best. He says, hi, Roxy. Hi, Lloyd. Glenn Caesar also in the house. Zen Glenn at his zeniest finest says, Miles Cosgrove, Brett Hankison, Jonathan Mattingly, Arrest the Cops Who Kill, Breonna Taylor, all three of them for killing Breonna Taylor. Hope today is the day. Justice for all the people who've lost their lives due to excessive force. Hashtag say their names. Absolutely, Glenn. Hello and good afternoon, Roxy, and all your nicknames. Thanks for always being there and here for us, RJ, and everyone who shows up to give all their support whenever, however they can when it gets tough. Even if you're by yourself, you're not alone. Everyone who's battling, keep on fighting. You're a winner. We don't get told that enough. You're a winner. You're kind, you're smart, you're unique and being so unselfishly loving and supportive of others, including strangers on the internet or not, makes you worthy. Your story's important and deserves to be seen and heard. Congrats on all that's in the works and now unfolding in the new chapter and new adventures of Roxy. Roxy is successful, whoa, and winning. And yes, I do mean winning every day because Roxy is fucking fire. Roxy's the best, Roxy. See, I mumble through that one, Glenn. Thank you for, thank you, Roxy and Rockstars for being so truly supportive of newcomers and OGs alike as a found family. What's a found family? F-O-U-N-D. Oh, like we found each other. You guys are my found family. That's so cute, Glenn. You're fucking awesome. As always, I hope that we can all find and feel our own joy in each of our days, our weeks, our months, and even our years ahead. Let's go Smets and everyone fighting for today, tomorrow, and more. Smash cancer all day or a day. The most excellent RJ and rock stars show up for people who need and want it. It makes you dope as fuck, humane and worthy. Cheers to fuck yeah news and laughter for us all. I'm glad that you added the want as well. Appreciate you. And thank you, Glenn, for those daily reminders that we all so much need. Glenn, it's one of my favorite parts of the show. And one of my favorite parts of quarantine is that every day I appreciate you, my found family. All right. Now that we're talking about the things that matter, such as family. Speaking of found families, F9? Every time I say F9, I think about Tech9. Y'all remember Tech 9? Tech 9? F9? Fast and Furious 9 is coming out and it is going to space. We're sending our two most equipped members to space. And this movie looks bonkers. No surprise here. This trailer was wild. I think that the things that were trending the most were the fact that Helen Mirren gets her own car, is driving a car. This is exciting. Number one, because in Helen Mirren, we trust. So that 
so that. Number two, she's like, oh, can you pull the emergency brake for me, doll? Whoa, Helen Mirren. Do your thing, honey. Really excited about that. Also, obviously, huge part of this trailer. What? They're brothers? No way. This is cool. I'm into it. I love fam family drama and movies makes the stakes so much higher. Because here's the thing. When you're writing a movie, if you ever take writing classes on films or whatever it is, one of the things that you realize is that you don't have time to explain everything you want to explain because things are happening. You don't have enough pages. It would be too slow. And so one of the things you can do is make sure that you enter in all of these relationships that people already understand. So for example, if instead of being Vin Diesel's long lost brother, John Cena was a random acquaintance from college or whatever, the audience doesn't relate to that immediately. But when we hear that it's his brother, we all come in with our own backstory of this. We all come in with our own like, oh, damn, they're brothers. Damn. That's like, whoa. And we all know what that means. We know what a brother means. Now, every brother-sibling relationship is different, but they don't have to do much time explaining what the fuck this means because we get it. They're brothers. They obviously didn't get along. We hear that one line about, I was always living in your shadow. And it's like, oh shit. At the same time, we know that they are family. And so there's no doubt in my mind that at some point, John Cena is going to be back on Vin Diesel's side. We even get Charlize Theron in this trailer kind of questioning, like, are you going to be able to kill him if you need to? And the answer sincerely must be no. No, he's not going to be able to. He's going to team with him because he's been living in his shadow. But what happens when you save your brother from death or something like that? You're no longer in his shadow. You're standing by his side. There's going to be some cheesy line like that in there. So that's just my prediction. I just don't think that there's any way that John Cena and Vin Diesel are going to stay on the outs after this. They've got to come back together. I always love Michelle Rodriguez in these trailers because she's great. Charlize Theron needs a different haircut. She is the most beautiful woman alive. And yet, movies always be testing that. Monster was like, oh yeah, you think she's cute? Hold our beer. And then this movie was like, oh, you think you know what a bowl cut is? But what if it's just in the front? What the fuck is that hairdo? What the fuck is that hairdo? She's still beautiful, but mm, nope. Mm, it's just a, it's going to be a no from me. Great cast, exciting cast. Natalie Emanuel, mm, you know, we got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of recognizable people in here. I like that. I liked Ludacris and I like Tyrese in this trailer. I love them in this franchise in general too. I like sending them to space because what's going to be like there? What do we got going on there? We shall see. For all the reasons, could not be more excited about this if I tried. Yes, yes, and then also yes, and then Han. And then Hondo. And then Han. I, let's see, what is the IMDb synopsis? 
Cypher enlists the help of Jacob, Dom's younger brother, to take revenge on Dom and his team. Just so you know, Cypher is Charlie's Theron's character, in case you forgot. Also, some cute little things about IMDb. In the description, or in her character, uh, where she's billed, Charlie's Theron is called Cypher, C-I-P-H-E-R. But in the description of the movie, Cypher is spelled C-Y-P-H-E-R. Okay, really nailed that spelling now. Also, just so you know, in both the description and in his character, Jacob is spelled J-A-K-O-B. What does that mean? We're going to have to wait and see. These movies are so silly. Nothing's beyond the realm of possibility. They're almost like superhero movies slash fantasy sci-fi because it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm invested. How do you guys feel? Let me know. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Are you going to be watching F9? Excited for F9. Do you think that F9 is going to be the best Fast and Furious movie yet? Super chat in, Streamlabs in, help assist out and let me know all of your F9 thoughts. Wow, not one of you guys. Y'all must be really, really. I know. Me too. I get it. Tax season, baby. You guys are, you guys seem split in here. Some of y'all are good. Some of y'all are excited. And I get that. I do. I'm on the excited team, though. I would watch these movies 10 out of 10 days in a row. I love the fast movies. Let's move forward and talk a little bit about Colton Underwood. So for those of you guys who do not know, Colton Underwood was The Bachelor several seasons ago. You might have known him if you watched television at the time because the promo that they kept airing was this was Colton hopping over a fence that really tall fence when we were on Collider Live. Christian talked about it all the time. Man's got ups. And he was jumping over a fence. And that promo went everywhere. Everywhere. But other than that, afterwards, he ended up with a girl named Cassie. And this relationship was fine until, or it seemed fine to the public, until it was not. They split up. And she had to get a restraining order against him. The relationship was very tumultuous and, you know, she had claimed that he had been, I think it was verbally abusive or was just, it was not a healthy relationship. And then I guess she, he was stalking her and then he claimed to have a stalker, but I guess he had faked the situation. This is all stuff that I've heard through my friends. I'm not the most well-researched in the bachelor world. This is just what's gone around the rumor mill. And that's kind of where we were at with Colton. Uh, Bruce Penner, wait, who is this you're talking about? Colton Underwood. He was The Bachelor. I'm explaining who it was I was talking about. Are y'all with me? Colton. Colton Underwood. He was The Bachelor. He was with a girl named Cassie. They split up. And then he, she had to put a restraining order against him. That's who I'm talking about. In case you guys might know him by face, let's see. This is what Colton looked like. Y'all remember Colton? Okay. If you're on Apple Podcast, he looks like a handsome, blue-eyed, white dude, chiseled jaw, a little bit of scruff, very good hairline. That's what he looks like. So 
Colton and Cassie had a really tough relationship and a lot of people came out in support of Cassie and Colton kind of went, flew under the radar for a minute until this morning on Good Morning America, he was sitting down with Robin and he said, and there was had been speculation on this at the time from a lot of fans, um, but never, never was there a confirmation. He said, I'm gay. And it's taken me a really long time to know that, but I, or to say that, but I'm gay. And when he was on the show, he was a virgin. He had talked about being a virgin. He was a virgin bachelor and he was really, really religious. And so pe- a lot of people thought that he was a virgin because of his religion. And uh, that is another reason why he was spoken about a lot outside of back- bachelor culture because everybody called him the virgin bachelor and all of that stuff. So he came out and he said, I'm gay. I have known I was different since I was six years old. So had a 15 minute interview if you guys want to watch it, but he says, I've known I was different since I was six years old. I am gay. I am really sorry to all of the people whose lives I messed up or altered or lifted, uprooted because I was unable to come to terms with my truth. And I'm really sorry to Cassie to everything I did. A lot of people in the comments have been speculating that the reason he was so attached to Cassie was because getting separated from her, what that meant was that he was actually, he was losing his last opportunity at living this fake straight life. And so he was holding on to, with his dear life to her. And even though it wasn't the right relationship because he is gay, that's why he was so obsessed with her. Now, Robin asks him, are you, were you in love with Cassie? And he says, yes, I did love her. I loved everything about her. And that's what made this so much harder even because I really did, but I'm gay. And he says he's never had uh, a, uh, a, how did he, an emotional relationship with a man before? And he's looking forward to that. He seemed really happy in the interview. Robin pointed that out several times and that's kind of what happened. A lot of people in Bachelor Nation have come out in support of him. Chris Harrison posted that he's really happy he's living his truth and all of those things. That being said, there's a lot of opposition to this as well. Not to him being gay, but talking about how this man stalked a woman, tracked her. She had to put a restraining order against him And now everybody is celebrating him and that those two things that coming out as gay doesn't delete all the things he's done in his past, which I would say is true. But I do think that it helps us to understand where he was coming from. And I think it's kind of Cassie's to either forgive or not forgive. And that is her, her prerogative when I check her Instagram right now, there seems to be no mention of Colton so far. I don't think she's released any kind of statement about it. I'm sure she has mixed feelings. I have never been with somebody who has then come out as gay, but I can imagine that if you were intimate with somebody who did come out as gay, that you would have a lot of feelings about that, that there would be conversations you wanted to have, especially if that person was stalking you and you had a restraining order against them and they were your partner. So I'm sure she has a lot of 
a lot of complicated feelings going on inside right now. And I wonder if I'm, she said on the show that he had been telling his family about this and his friends and that everybody actually was really accepting of him. And his father was like, I I wish you had told us sooner. What can we do? Who can I tell? How can I help? So I would imagine that Cassie probably had heard this prior to good morning America this morning. I'm not sure about that. If she did hear this on Good Morning America this morning, I think that that is really unfair. And I would hope that Colton would have at least told her prior because even though it is his decision how he wants to come out and to who, if you were somebody's partner previously and they're about to learn something about you that they wouldn't otherwise know if you weren't going public with it, I really think you should give them a heads up. It's a sign of respect. So I would like to think that she probably knew before today, but on her Twitter and her Instagram, she has said nothing so far. So we do not know. Uh, There's also been talk about, you know, everybody's always said for a long time, why has there never been a gay bachelor or bachelorette? There's a lot of talk about now there was, but it wasn't a, a season focusing on LGBTQIA people. So there's talk about would that happen? And then the argument against it from people is that, that if you are gay and you go on for a gay bachelor, that you would just fall in love with all the other people in the house and not be as obsessed with the one bachelor. A lot of people say the solution to that would be doing a bachelor in paradise with all queer people, which I think would be really dope. So yeah, just a lot of conversations to be had around this situation. I think that all of us in here are happy for anybody. If you're here, it's because you believe that queer lives matter, that that gay people should be able to live their gayest and truest lives and that they should have all the same rights as straight people. And so I don't think there's a single person in here who feels differently than, wow, we're so happy that he is living his truth and was finally able to come out as gay as a gay man. That is how I'm sure we all feel. I also feel like he's got a lot of a lot of living to do and making up to do of the things that he's done to people that he's really harmed. And so while I'm really happy for him and I think that this is a step and I was happy for his happiness, it definitely doesn't take away from the fact that he has he was not good to his exes or especially this one particular ex. And so hopefully in the future, he lives, he learns, and he grows from these mistakes. He says he's done a lot of growing, and I believe that. I think it's really, really hard. As somebody who's Jewish, I don't understand the struggle of this, but when you come up in the, when you come up as extreme Christian as he did, that's got to be really fucking challenging. He was a football player, really, really religious, and he just did not believe, even when he says he he knew he was different at six, and by high school, he definitely knew he was gay. He said he did not, he said he would rather die than tell anybody. And I can't imagine what that would be like. And that he did at some point try to take his own life and he thought that he wouldn't wake up, but he did. And so for him to be able to live his truth is beautiful. And to him to for him to have been in a world in which he felt like it would be better to be dead than to than to tell everybody he was gay. That fucking sucks. I can't even imagine. And so I hope that there are some little boys out there who are watching this, who are football players and are Christian and 
love men and see this and say, because his he kept saying, everybody said, I wish you had told me sooner. And everybody works in their own time, but I really, really hope that we could create a world and a society in which this happens less and less until it never happens because it does not matter if somebody is gay. What the fuck do any of us care? What do we care? If you are gay, we, we wore these shirts in high school. I wonder if any of you guys did this. <laughs> Everybody, you'd buy these shirts and it would go to some great queer cause. And they said on it, gay, fine by me. I think I still have that shirt. Because, that yeah, it said gay, question mark, fine by me. And that's how I feel. And I grew up in a very liberal town where my my middle school principal was gay and my high school principal was gay and my teachers were gay. Several of my teachers, um, you know, my, yeah, every, there was a lot of gay people. We had just a, a very, very open, loving community. And so I grew up in an area where I didn't realize that it was even a possibility that it was not okay to be gay. I didn't know because I was really, really sheltered. And even though there's such a massive gay population in Los Angeles, moving here was the first time I ever really experienced like, oh, wow, some people are not okay with gay people. That's fucking nuts. I didn't know, I didn't know anybody in my hometown. I didn't. And so I feel really lucky that I grew up in that environment, but I definitely, my eyes were open when I moved out here and people being gay was a problem for, for some other people. And I, I just because of the way that I grew up, which I hope is at some point the way that everybody grows up, I didn't even know that it was something somebody could have a fucking issue with. Because why? What the fuck? Because you care who somebody thinks is hot and you care who somebody wants to lay with? What the fuck? And so thinking about Colton's upbringing makes me feel so sad. And for any of you guys who have experienced that, it's so sad. And I do think that he is doing something brave by going on national television and talking about this. And I think that that's what really makes a difference when people at home have these role models. I'm not saying he's a role model in all areas, but they see he's this strapping man. He's sexy. He's built. He's this hottie and he is a football player. He is jock and he is fucking gay. And he's going out on TV and saying, I'm gay. And I hope that kids across the world in the country look at him and say, me too, me too. And he's gay and he looks like that and is like that. So I can tell people that I'm gay too. And I'm glad that his father and his people were so supportive of that because I think it's made his journey much easier. So that, what do you guys think? And let me know how you feel about this story. And all stories that we're talking about, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. One coming through from Jake Yacoveta who says, I caught that slick Boston Bill Burr reference with F is for the family to start the show. Yeah, thanks. I love Bill Burr, even though he gets himself in trouble sometimes. I really do. Hmm. What are you talking about? F is for family. It was just about Fast 9. I would never slip in Boston references. That's not who I am. Just kidding. Stormy Woods in the in the chat says, being LGBTQ isn't okay in my family, so that's why I don't have family. Well, Stormy, as we talk about our chosen family, 
I hope that we can all be here for you. And we appreciate you being here. And if that's not okay with your family, then they got a lot of growing up to do. Because you're great the way that you are. And also, it's not your choice anyway. It's who you are. Going into the super chat, Mormoth Han says, boop. Yep. Yes to that. Boop. Yep, yep. Appreciate y'all. All right, guys. Streamlabs in, super chat in. Let me know y'all's thoughts as we continue to move on. I'll keep you updated on this situation. But speaking of Boston, Bill Burr, well, it's not Bill Burr centric, but it is Boston centric. By the way, I took a tumble and my elbow really hurts. Uh, some gross ass shit's going on in Boston. We all rep our hometowns, our home cities really hard, or not all of us, but I certainly do. I love being from Boston, from Newton, but I have so much Boston pride. Boston's strong. And Boston's been through a lot. Boston has also done a lot. And sometimes there are disgusting things that take place in our hometowns. And here we are to talk about them. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, there is something going on in the school system in Boston where Asian American families are choosing to keep their children from going back to school after the pandemic. And so I was wondering, like, is that because in Asian American culture, they're more afraid of germs or more about cleanliness? Or I, I just didn't know what the reasoning rationale would be. Boston Globe Education put out an article, and here is a series of tweets describing what happened. As Boston prepares to reopen elementary and middle schools full-time, Asian American families are choosing to keep their children learning from home at rates higher than any other racial group. This comes amid fears about a growing tide of racism. Just 35% of Asian American public school students in Boston will likely return to their classrooms full-time on April 26th. So that means 65% of Asian American public school students are not going to be returning on April 26th. And they're citing the reason for this as fears of the growing tide of racism based on, A, what's going on in society right now, um, hashtag stop Asian hate, and B, also the the... Our, our fucking, and this article didn't necessarily say this, but my interpretation of this, our fucking ex-president with the fucking Chinese virus bullshit and people and kids pinning on other kids that that's, that they're the one, they're the problem or whatever, however you want to phrase that. It's fucking disgusting. And the fact that now a generation of children are going to be educated differently because of, and, and I'm not going to say because of racism, because children are educated differently because of racism all the time, but because of what's going on in this current climate, it's disgusting. And parents are afraid to send their fucking elementary school and middle school kids to school because of what is happening disgusting fucking horrifying and whether that means that they're you know 
what that ends up looking like in the long run because that will cause more segregation and less, you know, the more people you are exposed to that look different than you, the more likely you are to have friends that look different than you, the more likely you are to grow to be an empathetic, sympathetic person. And so all the time I talk to you guys here about this, I am the first Jew that many of you guys know, or at least know well, or have spent any time with. I know that that is shocking to people who grow up with a lot of Jews, but there's so few of us, there's, we make up less than 1% of the population. And so I know that one of the best ways to show that we are not the devil and do not have horns and are not out to get your money or whatever fucking stereotypes there are, we don't all have massive fucking noses and whatever it is, to break the stereotypes is to say, hi, I'm a Jew, I'm Roxy Stry, I'm a Jewish, this is what I look like, this is who I am, these are my values, this is what I'm about, and to talk to you guys like a person. And the way that kids become more, you know, more inclusive of other people is to be around them. And so by the environment being a place in which Asian families don't feel comfortable sending their kids to school, it's going to have a, an entire generation and generations of backlash. And I'm not saying that's, that it's their fault because, of course, they're doing what they have to do to keep their kids safe. But we're creating a society in which now less kids will know will have will know their Asian neighbors and friends. And so it's just incredibly concerning and really frustrating and disgusting and ugh. Ugh. It's horrifying. So that's not just happening in Boston, but Boston is where I put a lot of my focus. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that to you guys here. In the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, Garth Harkness McMurray says, in Andover, Mass, in the 80s, so many friends stayed in the closet during high school. My sister took her gay best friend to the prom as her date so he could, he could pass as straight. We've progressed so far over the decades, but we have so much further to go. We really do. You are right. We have made some progress in some areas, but we still have a really long way to go. Jake Yacovetta said, did you ever watch the show Playmakers? It was about a pro football team and the wide receiver came out as gay after he won an MVP award. It was a pretty powerful, powerful arc in the show and how his teammates reacted. No, was that a scripted show or is that a, a doc show? A docu-series. Let me know. I don't know what that show is. Mark Jason Ali with that big support. Thank you, Mark. Really need it. It says, hi, Roxy. Just showing support. How are you today? Howard Grammy and Popo, did you go to lunch or dinner with them? Hope your elbow's okay. Smash cancer. The elbow hurts. Ah, uh, no, I didn't. Grammy will not go to dinner with me. It's so fucking frustrating. It's so fucking frustrating. They're doing okay, but I'll keep you all posted. I'll keep you guys posted. Leonard Kim in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer says, Hey, Dimple Tits, I always thought Colton was confused and misguided, but that doesn't excuse his abhorrent actions. Um, his abhorrent actions. It seems like he's found who he truly is, which is awesome. I'd rather have a new bachelor slash bachelorette who is gay as opposed to Colton. Oh, completely. Colton's getting a Netflix series, but I don't think they're thinking about making him the bachelor, bachelor, um, the new bachelor. I think that the, that's just conversations that's going on on the internet, but I guess you never know. Pink Sweets in the stream lab says, hi, Roxy. I have started the American since you mentioned loving it. I'm loving it. Oh, Pink Sweets is so good, right? 
I'm on season two. Have you made for, have you seen Made for Love on HBO Max starring, oh, Kristen Melody. Is that the How I Met Your Mother girl that also was in Palm Springs, right? It's pretty good in my opinion. I have too many streaming services. No, I haven't seen that. I did start a show based on Josh McCuga's recommendation on Netflix. Apparently it was canceled after one season, but I just started it called Teenage Bounty Hunters and I am fucking obsessed with it. I told you guys that I just watched Love Fraud and I had finished that. And so I then started Teenage Bounty, Hunt Bounty Hunters. And I'm only four episodes in, but this show is unreal. I'm glad you're loving Americans. Americans to me has the single best series finale of any finale ever. It is the most incredible wrap up to any story. And so that's one of the reasons I, I love Americans for all of its seasons. But when something ends as powerfully as that did, oh, so good. I wonder what this other show y'all that you're talking about is. Let me know, Pink Sweets. Let me know. I'd love to hear more. And thank you all for being in here with me live at the Roxy as we go through some of these tough topics to talk about, which seems to be a familiar pattern on this show. Let's talk about something else fucking disgusting going on in Boston. And honestly, I have to do more research on this as well as it is unfolding because I don't know how long people knew about this or whatnot, but this is coming from Boston Globe. This is what they tweeted out as a series of tweets that says, for years, the Boston police kept a secret. The patrolman's union president was an alleged child molester. Patrick Rose kept his badge and ascended to power in the police union. He went on to allegedly molest five other children, um, which is five fucking too many. Um, a Globe investigation found that the Boston Police Department in 1995 filed a criminal complaint against Rose for sexual assault on a 12-year-old, but he remained on patrol for another 21 years. The father who brought his daughter in last summer to report abuse by Rose was the boy allegedly abused at age 12 in the 1995 case. So the father who brought his daughter in last summer to report abuse by Rose was the boy who allegedly the boy was the boy allegedly abused at age 12 in the 95 case. The department's lack of administrative action back then might have left Rose free to offend again and again. Rose being tagged as a child sexual abuser was news to the public when he was arrested and charged last summer, but it wasn't news to the Boston Police Department where Rose served for two decades as a patrolman. So although we had already heard about this, Apparently, the police had heard about this decades prior. Boston police won't say if any disciplinary action was taken against Rose, but it is clear the department did little or nothing to limit his contact with children and allowed him to salvage a career that led to the union presidency. As if we don't have enough issues trusting the fucking police. Rose was allowed to have contact with vulnerable children even after the Boston Police Department learned of the alleged abuse in 95. Police dispatched him in 99 to help a 14-year-old girl who was calling to report she had been raped. Records show. State child welfare investigators believe in 95 that there was evidence that a child had been abused by Rose. This raised more questions about how the future union chief was able to keep his badge for another two fucking decades. William J. Keefe, Rose's attorney, said he is fighting the charges, quote, 
My client maintains his innocence to all of the charges that have been brought against him. And he maintains his innocence to what was alleged to have transpired back in 95, end quote. Um, ew. Fucking horrible. And just, I think that as more and more, as a spotlight is being shed, shown on police more and more this is something that you know there's a lot of things that shouldn't be politicized such as black lives matter not a political statement how it's turned into that i have no fucking idea you're born black you come out of the womb black what the fuck is political about your life mattering for being born no fucking idea another thing that shouldn't be politicized that i think every one of us can get behind is child molestation it's not a left or a right issue. You know, it's not a, the Republicans feel one way, the Democrats should feel another way. You cannot molest children. This is the most black and white thing that is supposed to be on this planet. I mean, nobody is supposed to be pro-child molestation. And if you are the police department and you know that somebody who's wearing a badge is a child molester and you have evidence that they are a child molester, and you continue to let them do their job and rise in the ranks and work with children. What the fuck's wrong with you? What the fuck's wrong with you? That this is a child molester, an accused child molester that you are dispatching to deal with children. You're not even just keeping them on the force, you know, which would be fucking disgusting anyway, because you obviously can't, you have no judgment, but you're keeping him dealing with other children, opening up other children to his molestation. I mean, what the flying fuck for 20 more years? Fucking disgusting. Disgusting as he's rising through the ranks holding on to that badge because who's going to get the police in trouble? That's police. That's supposed to be the police's job. The police are supposed to arrest child molesters and take them in. But when they, it's one of their own, they what just continue to keep them there. Ugh. So to the Boston globe, who was informing me of, all of these stories today. Thank you for doing your job and informing me. Boston Globe is an excellent newspaper that keeps us edumacated even when we feel like it's too much to bear. And to the police department who covered for this man who was molesting children on the job, anybody who is part of that should, and I'm, I don't even care that I'm making this statement. Anybody who covered for this man should have their dick chopped off. You should not be able to have a, you should have your fucking penis chopped off if you cover for a child molester. Nope. Nope. And this is just one of the stories that came out. Imagine the ones that we fucking don't know about. Fucking disgusting. Fucking disgusting. Let's go into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, see what y'all are talking about in here. 
Ryan Payne says, did you ever see the limited series Black Slash White? It was a reality show created by Ice Cube released in the early 2000s. No. Where was it? Taking a black and white family and having them switch races and experience life in the other's shoes. What do you mean switch races? How do they... <laughs> Ryan, you're going to have to explain that one. How do you take a black and white family and have them switch races? Jake Yakovet in here says, Playmakers was a scripted ESPN show, which they canceled after getting pushback from the NFL because it was too real about how they portrayed how players acted off the field. Wow. No, I missed that. Glenn Caesar says, in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Australia, hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag Stop Asian uh, AAPI Hate. Thank you. Uh, Roxy for being a true friend and ally, especially during a time in this country and sadly in the world where it's not popular to do and be speaking up on your channel and everywhere else. Roxy and rock stars are number one. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. I still am going to need an explanation about how people switch races. Still trying to figure that one out in my head. Cena Bigelow says, I can't turn my black off. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It sounds like, that definitely sounds like, like black race in the making for that white family. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they were able to pull that off. So I guess that's one secret we'll maybe never know the answer to. Dameth ASAP says, like Ice Cube suddenly became a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately he didn't change races. He just changed political parties. Bruce Banner says, yeah, I'm eager to hear this explanation. Let me try to look it up. So it's called black slash white. Let's see. Imagine that somebody pitching that show in the room, like, all right, we're going to have these two families and then we're going to get them to change races. Everybody in there is like, what? Ryan Payne says, they put them in makeup to have them look like the other race. It was released on FX. I watched it when I was in community college. Was it good? Let's see. Black slash white. I can't even find this. I typed in black slash white, but nothing popped up on IMDb. I believe you, but I don't see anything. Uh, I, I don't see it. Y'all are, are just as fucking shocked as I am. Let me look on Google. Black slash white TV show IMDb. I gotta know more. Oh, black period, white period, maybe? Black and white. Mm. Okay, there's a show called Black and White. Two squatters desperate to fulfill their dream of opening a Bob Barker museum try their luck as hitmen. Nope, that doesn't seem right. Google black slash white ice cube. Okay, black slash white. Yeah, I was just looking for it on IMDb because that's how I always get the most accurate information, but I'll, I guess I'll just Google it. Okay, black slash white ice cube. So it's black period, white period. What's it like to walk not just in another man's shoes, but in another man's skin? To walk in another man's skin. That's the question this series asks as it transforms through extensive makeup work, a black family into a white family, and vice versa. 
The two families lived together for the duration of the experiment, discussing their experiences, sometimes heatedly after the makeup comes off. Um, oh boy. I don't know what to make of this. Um, how do you guys feel? It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look more more into this to know so anyway all right can't believe that this show was a thing but you live you learn anyway uh let me know how you guys feel streamless.com slash we are getting out of here in the next minute or so thank you guys for joining me today live at the roxy y'all are the fucking best appreciate you thank you ryan Payne, for educating us on a show that none of us knew existed yeah, Glenn says, don't do it, Roxy. That's not something I'd want in my search history. Yeah, but like, I gotta find, you know, it's hard for me to have something out there that exists that I don't check out. I gotta know more. Also, I heard that the, the Glenn, were you the one who showed me that Painkiller dropped? I didn't realize the backdoor pilot for Painkiller for Black Lightning had dropped, and I really want to check out that show. Also, I told you guys about the show that I've been watching, Teenage Bounty Hunters. I got to be doing more TV talk on this show. I love TV. I miss it. Uh, not that I miss it. There's still good TV out there, but, you know, there's a lot of shows that aren't filming right now. All right. Before I dig myself into a hole, let's get the fuck out of here. I love you guys lots. I'll be live tonight for the World Girls. We're doing AMA. So you can ask us anything. D, Steph, and I are going to be together for that. They're both coming here in a little bit because we are going to do a bit of a photo shoot first because we need new thumbnail images so we'll be taping that here all together so that will be really fun for that tonight make sure you check it out otherwise i'll be back here tomorrow live the roxy don't forget blow on your internet got to make sure it's all right don't tremor the holocaust that's not cool brett miles johnson arrest the cops who killed brianna taylor make your bed put down the toilet seat we don't want those perfumes shout out to everybody in here uh we started with it why don't we end with it manny gonzalez let me kill Mister. Seen that Bigelow, Sus K, Glenn Caesar, Pete Panagiopoulos, Joseph Ashley, Jeremy Atixi, Glenn Caesar, Zeno Hour, Rob Fishbeck, Bruce Banner, Matt Munoz, um, Ryan Payne saying this show was shown to me when I was taking a communication class in race and ethnicity. Whoa, what the fuck? Damoth ASAP. Brandy, Chris Martinez, Mohammed Belsine, Morse code Z. Hopefully I'm hitting a lot of you guys right now. Appreciate all of y'all who joined us today. Brittany Parker, Pink Sweets. All right, friends. Adam Rodriguez, Andrew Thomas, ZB. Garth McMurray. Much love to all my friends, and I'll see you tonight for World Girls and tomorrow live at the Roxy. Stay safe, stay sane.